Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. Hi, Fosu. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, Lizzie. It's good to be here. How are you? Thank you. I am good. I'm <laughs> setting up the new studio right now. Nice. I, I had a thousand pieces on my floor yesterday, and I was like, we're just going to put the phone away, put everything away, and get to it. <laughs> we built the desk, and, and we're finishing acoustic treatments later today after the podcast. So it's good. It's nice to have uh, your own space, kind of like the space that you have behind you. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agreed. Once once you're able to like put your own space together and and feel at home in it, it's really special. So congratulations. Thank in you advance. very much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very cool because it's like in this kind of genre and being a producer as well as like a vocalist, rapper, lyricist. Yeah. Kind of do what you do writing wise anywhere. Like I can do whatever I want on a laptop. You can do whatever you want right. in a notepad with a USB mic, but it, there's something so special about being able to have a space to walk into, to kind of get your mind in that creative flow where you're just able to experiment and explore. And it's like a safe space. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, this this space, I call it the the orchid room. Like this space is is definitely that for me. I really wish I could record in this space. I mean, I was recording in this space a little bit and I built like a little star, a little like uh, foam padded cardboard, like little enclave. Mm -hmm. But um it was just making it too cluttered here. Like already I got like mic stands and all kinds of stuff, like all like, it, yeah. the, you know, and this was, this is more to be kind of like the Zen space then, but it's, but it's, I mean, I just led a retreat, uh, a, a meditation retreat from like right here. But yeah, if, so I'm recording right now in my closet, which is much less glamorous than this, but, um, <laughs> but the goal would be to turn one of the rooms in the house into that like cool, like personal inspirational space, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. But but um, right now, my seven year old is in Zoom school. Aww. And so 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 the office is a classroom right now. So when, oh, when, absolutely. Yeah. When the world comes back around, I'll probably turn that room into a, a studio studio. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, always like that's awesome that. Uh, is it a boy, girl, 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 girl. Oh, that's yeah. adorable. Well, that's good that, you know, you're creating a space for her to be able to kind of isolate and learn yeah, and have that space. But yeah, I literally have the vocal booth I'm building is in the closet right now. I think that's <laughs> like the home remedy for, yeah, for a sure. proper vocal booth. But yeah. it's like, even in that space there, it's still a place for you to write and like definitely with yourself and all of that shit. But for sure. so tell me about the retreat you led. How yeah, did you yeah. do it via Zoom? That's crazy. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, so there's this, um, so I taught a, there's a There's a meditation center called Heartwood Refuge in, um, oh, in North Carolina, but I'm trying to remember exactly like where, but it's in, in, in North Carolina and, and, and I, right before, like a week before lockdown back in March, I taught a three-day retreat there. And, um, and then they asked if I would teach an, uh, another one in the new year kind of hoping that you know the world would have come back to normal by then right but it hadn't and I was still on the schedule to teach so um 
they had been doing, I, I think I was the first, I think they'd done a few Zoom retreats prior, but this was like the first one of the new year. And, um, you know, they sent out registrations like like a normal retreat. But then yeah. once you registered, you got a Zoom link. And I was just here. We had about 15 people attending. It's cool because like normally on a meditation retreat, you leave home, you go to a, you go to a certain place. But this time, like people got to turn their homes into little retreat spaces. And if you, if you want what the retreat, so we did 9am to 4.30pm every day, you know, you long wake, days, yeah, long days. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you wake up and you do uh, like a, what well, we'd have like a 45 minute sit in the morning with like announcements and then we do walking meditation come back for a little sit and a little talk and then uh back to like walking and moving back to another sit back to walking and moving then break two hours for lunch then come back um and then i'd give a talk for like an hour or something like that and then do another piece of movement come back and then i do a sound bath for like 45 minutes to close it out that's amazing what's a sound bath Oh, okay. Um, a sound bath is. Um, oh, well, it's with the with uh, the, my singing yeah. bowls. Yeah, so, That's so cool. Like uh, this is one of my bowls here. I don't know if that's coming through. It is. I feel yeah. like I would be asleep and out <laughs> like that, like a light. Yeah, that's the that's that's kind of the the point is to like get into like a really like relaxed vibration and to let the to let the sounds do their thing so i have i have like seven of these oh my gosh yeah for each each chakra and um yeah so i do a sound bath at the end and um and then you know repeat the theme was on renewal and healing and transformation you know just coming into the new year yeah 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 so it was dope it was really really powerful lots of depth of of feeling and just even even with it being on zoom it was really powerful yeah well you would hope like it's such you know we're we're adapting because this is definitely a way of life (laughs) that even our grandparents great grandparents have not seen or lived i know i know and and it's you would hope that the people who attended your retreat now take kind of an outer source instead of going somewhere to get in that sense of mind, they right. create the space in their home, which yeah. honestly, in my perspective, is potentially more beneficial than yeah. going somewhere is being able to have that safe space in your home where you can go sure. and meditate and kind of like relax from the day and let go. But yeah. so, so could anybody attend or was it kind of just through a school? Or- no, no, no. This was open to anybody. And I, I, I think the majority of the, of the, um, of the retreats and the sessions that I try to do are, are, are really like drop in, no prior experience necessary. Mm-hmm. You can have years of experience or zero experience. Like that's I, and then I try to always work with the person who has the least. I always I always try to accommodate the person with the least amount of experience, mm-hmm. and um, and then it just gives people with with years of experience and opportunity to like reconnect with just like the basics and the fundamentals and stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. I I find that in teaching too. Like when I teach students, which is something that I did briefly pre pandemic era, but, but definitely now I have about 20 to 30 students who I teach regularly. Yeah. What do you teach? Um, I teach everything I do. (laughs) 
I do guitar lessons for oh, little nice. kids, keyboard lessons for little kids, but then I do basic production lessons. I do basic mixing lessons. And wow. then I do like uh kind of mentorship con con kind of confrontational things to take your brand or take where you want to go and be like, all right, what are you facing? How can we get to the other side of the bridge? So kind of all across the board, but it's definitely something that has helped me, you know, financially wise through this time. But what I think is really cool is going back to the basics is that you forget about the basics a lot as you yeah definitely you're like okay well i'm here i'm thinking about all right what technique am i trying to hone next what am i trying to get better at to get to the next level to make myself be as best as i can be but you sometimes forget that two plus two mentality yeah and that's where the foundation is because if you lose the foundation you lose everything. So, so, and, and it makes you better too. Like I'll always go back to my own projects when working and I'll be like, wow, well I just covered this concept. That's so basic with somebody the other day. And now I'm sitting here. And if I just apply what I taught the kid the other (laughs) day that I learned in day one, I'd be over this hill. And so I think, I think that's really, really cool. And there's, there's something special about somebody who not only likes to go back to the basics and revisit them, but apply them to, you know, what you're currently learning and moving forward in. Definitely. Definitely. I I think fundamentals are fundamental for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But if anybody did not know, Born I and I just had a track that dropped on Disciple Roundtables, Knights of the Roundtable compilation. We wrapped up. Yeah, I know. I know. Very. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I remember when Emily, um, a mutual friend of ours, put us in contact. I know. I saw her (laughs) the other day. And, and she's doing well and, you know, everybody's been in a funk, but she's doing well. And, and I just said, you know, thank you because you're, I don't, I don't really like, I hold acquaintances with a lot of people, but my circle that I keep close to me is very small Yeah, and, and you're just a wonderful person. And I feel like every time we communicated in text, it's just kind of like, there's very few people that I feel like I have relationships with that are all on positive notes. And it's yeah. all trying to look at things from kind of the top end and, and the better end glass half full instead of half empty. For so, sure. so yeah. And I told her, you know, we're going to do stuff in the future and, and yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome. I, when I had <laughs> Vishal, who is the A&R oh, for yeah. Disciple yeah, yeah. on the other day, and I was always curious, I was like, okay, I was like, is it cause I'm new to Disciple that it's like the last track or is it this or is it that? And he's like, you know, me and John, 12th Planet, 12th were Planet, listening yeah. to the song and we said, you know, this is this has got to wrap it up. This has got to mm. be the wrap up because he said the second, before they even listened to any of the drops. So <laughs> yeah. I got to thank you because you're uh. the reason we got the song. <laughs> but they were like, you know, we looked at each other and originally the compilation was supposed to come out in 2020 as the 100th yeah. release. But because of COVID, a lot of the releases got pushed back or didn't yeah. happen. And um he said that the message is just so, so, so strong. And, and I was very nervous for us to put it out because, you know, you, you think about dubstep and you think about sure. bangers and this and that and getting down in the club and like all that stuff. And, and I was nervous to the reaction because you look at Disciple and you look at like Never yeah. Say Die and that's where you yeah. get like rhythm, like heavy, yeah, heavy yeah, dubstep. Big, 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 heavy dubstep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, people just love the track. I was yeah, nervous yeah, about yeah. it and they were like, you know, I've never really seen these two put together like this and executed mm. as well as it was. Yeah. And and I love it. I love it. It just makes yeah. me so happy that people resonated with it because a lot of the times you're like, when you're doing something that's very not um, 
kind of along the line that everywhere else is going. Yeah. And, and right now, especially more than ever, it kind of seems like a lot of projects and, and things that people do are very similar to each other because they yeah. go in the way that the market is developing. So to put out something that is very anti-normal and get yeah. as good of a reaction off the bat as we did is is just amazing. I really couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah. But and, and also, like, you've worked with just, like, huge artists. Like, I was just talking to Jessica the other day. You worked with Jessica. Yeah, you've yeah, done, yeah. You've done stuff with, with Lucid, with, yeah. with so many people, with yeah. even Face Nectar, Peekaboo, yeah. just all across the line. And, and I mean, what's your journey been like? Like, how did you even come to this genre? Because <laughs> you are so zen for liking dubstep. <laughs> like, like, usually I'm just like, man, a lot of these people are mad at the world and they just got it. You know, everybody <laughs> finds their expression in different genres of music. Yeah. And then when I met you and I started following you and reading the things you post and all this stuff, I'm like, how the hell does this guy <laughs> like bass music? Yeah. But tell me, tell me. Well, I, um, you know, <clears throat> So, first of all, just to talk talking about our song, um, I you know what's funny is that I I usually am also a little nervous about releases, but I always I had a I had a feeling that this was going to be something that was um, that was going to be meaningful for people. And and as a vocalist, I will say that I am, and no, just as an artist in general, I'm I'm really always trying to campaign against the disposable attitude towards music i don't i i i and so i feel like our song is a song that people can return to as a touch point as a touchstone and like and continue to be inspired by as opposed to like that's a that was the hot record that came out on that thing at that time and like you know and then that's that you know what i mean like i think that this is something that can be a track for the ages you know and that's what i'm i'm always wanting to create that type of record that like doesn't really have a time stamp on it you know what i mean that's just like that's that that can be revisited always and that and that has like a long lasting appeal so i i felt that just what you had done on the production side and and also the 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 intensity and the 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 power of the drops on 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 the production side you know I, I haven't really i haven't really heard anything like that you know in maybe ever you know what i mean so i i, I just had a feeling that what we were putting together was going to be something really unique and that people were going to resonate with it so i'm glad that i'm glad that they had i had a really strong feeling about it when we when we put it together and um yeah i mean i i am I am a little bit older, <laughs> so I've been, I've been in, um, I've been in, I was a part of like the first, the, 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 like the, the, the last leg of the first rave era, you know, that w w it, with artists like Benga and Koki and Joker and you know what I mean? And, OGs. and I, yeah, the OGs of the, of, of dubstep. And I was doing like, like dubstep mixtape if you go to my soundcloud you might find like uh like me rapping over dubstep from like I, I did like a flip like a vocal flip of joker's purple city like years and years ago that's like one of the first yeah. things i did when i was when so i so i i started out you know as a hip-hop artist but also a drum and bass mc so i you know and 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 
my music journey sort of just began both with hip hop and electronic music, you know. So as the DJs that I was working with, like AB Logic, who's a house DJ in New York, and Keon Asamoah, who's uh, who started out as a as a drum and bass DJ, and now is like just kind of an open format, um, um, experimental kind of DJ. Um, you know, they really gave me a lot of education on drum and bass and house and dubstep and uh, and later trap and and. You know, I always wanted to see as a as a as a rapper, someone who really, really loves lyrics, I always wanted to see like is it possible to rap over that? You know what I mean? Like it like what like if it oh classical music, like can I rap over that? But what I what I learned in in working with um drum and bass is that as a as an electronic music vocalist you are first and foremost a part of the composition and not necessarily you know the 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 main feature of the track you know what i mean like you you are a melodic and percussive accompaniment to the overall composition and um and that's step number one so it was just so there are like subtle adjustments in your approach you know how how, how you approach like leading up to a drop etc and just and 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 becoming a part of the build and all that type of stuff but um but i i still always wanted to say something meaningful you know what i mean so yeah, yeah that's that's the that's the big thing so yeah so i've been a part of electronic music my whole career um you know as far back as you can see that i've had records you can see that i was doing hip-hop and electronic music but but for a while I was doing hip hop kind of exclusively, and then my manager at the time, Tom Dern, rest in peace, love you, brother, miss you. Um, uh, he reached out, you know, one day I was kind of like at a crossroads. I had put out a single that had done really well, but we kind of ran out of budget, and I wasn't really. But that but that single is called Supreme Mathematics. It did. It's a keys and crates flip, and it did really well on the EDM side, and it did really well on the hip hop side, and um, and so. It was it was doing really amazing on like the EDM.com like trap chart you know and on SoundCloud you know back in those days um, and so Tom reached out to me and was like you know would you if you give me like eighteen months and we just focus specifically on electronic music you know I think that I can have you working with some of the biggest names in 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 the in the game and so I was, I didn't really have a card to play at that point in time. And I was like, sure. So we just kind of went on a tear through 2016, put out maybe like a hundred records, you know, and then, um, 2017 was kind of more, more of the same. And then, but 2017, I think that's when I started working with lucid and mm -hmm. then, and then things started like, you know, picking up from there, you know, it's working with, I, the first time I was on disciple was a track with dirt monkey and shank Aaron called what it is. And, um, uh, and yeah, from working with Lucid, you know, ended up working with uh, with Bass Nectar and um, and um, and developed like a close relationship with Spag Hetty and then um, and then started um, putting out my own EDM records as the mm -hmm. vocalist. That was like something that I really thought that, you know, hadn't really been done too much before. So no, I really wanted to. Yeah. So um, so I actually have I actually have an EP that. Uh, that's like just kind of chilling in the cut. Please, <laughs> is, yeah, is that but, gonna be on your new label? Uh, I might put it out on my label. I might. I. I. I have to talk to my distributor because 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 um, Play Me actually wanted to sign it. So 
And so they, they, I might, yeah, my, my new label is kind of more for my hip hop projects than, okay. than from my, from my EDM projects. But yeah, so I've got, but, but yeah, I, you know, I'm still evolving that, that, that EP as a matter of fact, like it's got production from some pretty cool people, but I'd love if you'd be down to produce something for it as well. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, I remember after I did the live stream for you. Yeah. In, gosh, all the months kind of right now, they kind of just blend together. Go together, I know. Like one in like one little jar. <laughs> I think it was sometime early fall. I, I think so. We had had the conversation after my set. And at the time yeah. I was wrapping up my EP that's coming out this spring and, and wrapping up our yeah. track and everything. Yeah. And I would love to not only do that, but like, I would love to do a collaboration EP with you down the line because what you just oh man on absolutely is, is that it's very very rare when vocalists take the front position in yeah. electronic dance music. I yeah. had a I had kind of a, a harsh realization this past year when it came to that because you know you look at other genres and it's like the vocalist is it you know yeah, to, exactly and the rap pop music yeah. uh, you know x y and z the only the only kind of genres are when you go more into rock and like metal where it's yeah. more of a team effort but sure. still a lot of the time you only focus on the vocalist screamer etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and i think even though you know i briefly very little amount saying in in our song wild style i think it would be such a cool combination combining singing rapping spoken word and then yeah. have the edm underneath you know absolutely it's because you don't see it happen where it's yeah. only coming from a small team when you yeah. see those kind of records you've got 20 writers three <laughs> singers two yeah. producers you know you know x y and z so i i think it's really cool and i think that's the next era where I feel like electronic dance music is going to move into this era of live music and live mm, vocalists and, yeah. and start to take those elements and put them on stage with the DJ because yeah. I foresee when, you know, we are post COVID cross yeah. my fingers <laughs> um, and the festival stages happen again and all that stuff. The things that have always stood out to me as well as the general consumer is when you know, you've got Flume up there with his keyboard and you've got right. this vocalist that comes out and you've got that rapper that comes out and yeah. every, or Grizz picks up his saxophone and plays. Yeah. And that's like, not only does from the industry side, it, it give you a huge leverage. Yeah. It, it is memorable. And, and people love seeing those different elements from different genres combined. And then, you know, you have a jazz break, you have a rock break, you have a pop yeah. singer break, and then you can go into a drop. And I think that is so, so cool. And I really feel like that forward thinking mentality is where EDM is going to go. But you've yeah. been doing that for so long because yeah. you would make you would make live appearances at festivals, correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Guys. Yeah. So what, what's some of your favorite festivals that you've been <laughs> able to perform at? I think probably the the pinnacle experience for me was Foam Wonderland in um uh in oh god, what's the name of that city? <laughs> um Foam Wonderland in not Boise. I was in Boise with Lucid. I was in Oh my god. It was one of the Foam Wonderlands and it was on the, it was like in the Midwest. Damn okay. it. Well, yeah, but it was it it was so it was there was definitely like 10,000 people and wow. and it was just 
incredible. Yeah, it was probably yeah, the really that 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 experience was amazing. I yeah. think I think um um you know, I know that it's a controversial topic, you know, to bring up bass nectar. Um that being said, at um at Deja Vu uh, big festival. When, yeah, yeah, when when uh, <clears throat> when he debuted the songs that we had done together, I was in the crowd and I wasn't. I, oh, I had I, I had just submitted my vocals. I had never really heard the finals, so I was in the I crowd. I can't imagine that. Oh my god! It was that shit was next level. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody around me was just like, "What the fuck?" And I, so it was it was really really special. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really special moment, but. Um, um, Foam Wonderland. Where, where? Why can't I remember what city this was? Damn it! It was so lit. But anyway, it was amazing. Um, like in the Midwest, they have these just like huge areas of land yeah. where they can just build massive infrastructures and like yeah. all of that stuff, and just have people come and it not even be a big deal. Because like here, where I live in Tampa, we have Sunset Music Festival that happens yeah. here every year. But like we do it at the Raymond James Stadium since it's like yeah. there's not enough like room. But in the yeah. Midwest, there's like cornfields everywhere. Right, it was it was just gigantic, huge space, and huge foam, outdoor space. All the foam everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, no, that was that was that was an amazing time, and I'm there. There, there have been there have been several, and then um, you know, Echo Stage New Year's Day with Spaghetti uh, here in DC was also a peak experience. There have been several. There have been several, and then to 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 be able to be like a uh, a co headliner or you know or like uh, or support um, as a vocalist at an EDM show is you know I, I've been able to do that a Huge. couple times. A couple that times doesn't here. happen. Yeah, no, it's rare. Yeah, so I mean, I did it. I did it at the Black Box in Denver, and we did it at um, did it at uh, in Baltimore here at. Um, uh, Baltimore Soundstage and yeah so there's been a few of those opportunities yeah it's been really special I I wanted to I wanted to take so shifting into just talking about my label because I know we brought it up yeah I was going to literally touch on that right <laughs> after this it is called you are enough correct yeah 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 okay. so it's so it's so it's called why so three it has three iterations you can either call it yae or yay or you are enough Sick. <laughs> and I and, love when uh, people do that kind of shit yeah. So it's, it's, um, you know, I, um, I wrote, you are enough just gradually became like one of like the most ex- important mantras and, and taglines for me. So it's like my message to humanity, you know, I just, that, that folks should just remember that, you know, that they don't have to, they don't have to make themselves more or less than anything, you know, you are enough, you know? And so, um, and when I was thinking of, when I was thinking of a name for the label, I came up with a bunch of different things, but I, I feel that the that YAE or Yay was uh, was the move. So um, I really wanted a vehicle to release. I when I started like when I was working with my publisher and we were like going through my catalog, and it was just like man, there's like 150 official records out, but you but they're all signed to other labels like you know you, you don't really have anything to call your own on any of these uh on any of these releases so i really so for my hip-hop project um which is called in this moment i really wanted to 
I really wanted to just release um, something under my own imprint. So, um, so my first single from that project comes out on February fifth. And, oh, that's um, so soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah, so we're starting to... That's amazing. Yeah, we're getting the promo stuff together and all that, getting ready for it. And um, yeah, I think I think what I would like to do ultimately is probably put together like like a few fl- a few uh, a few dubstep flips of of some of those records, you know, and yeah. um, uh, like that, like that. But yeah, I mean that. Um, so. That's it. I, I I signed an exclusive distribution deal with One RPM, and um, they've been super supportive so far. I'm gonna drop. So my album will probably come out in June, and I'm just gonna drop singles from the project probably every month between yeah. now and then, and then uh, and then we'll put that out, and there'll be the 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 first video comes out. Um, right on the heels of the first single and uh i'm yeah i'm i am kind of i am kind of nervous like i just i'm like i just hope that it's well received and i hope it does well and but i'm also i also am reminding myself that it's like that i'm just that i'm not just gonna drop the song and then just let it be i'm gonna just continue to work work the singles and put out videos and visuals and uh, probably do like little micro events where we can do like a 15 minute meditation and then preview the song type thing, you know? So, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like your space and now yeah. it's like your like baby, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and you don't really have to, I mean, I love it because a lot of times in EDM, they're, they're not, no, I probably shouldn't say this, but like, they're not very forceful. I would like to say in this genre, you do have a lot of creativity with what you choose to do, yeah. but it's like now, you have all of the leadership and you have yeah. all, like the power and ability to roll it out how you want to roll it out and Definitely. do those like meditation breaks and meditation premieres. That's like, yeah. this is me. And it's another way to relate to me and be part of like my project. For sure. So did, when you created, when you did like decided to commit to rolling out your own label, do yeah. you have any intentions on potentially bringing other rappers lyricists producers on down the line or is it more of a house for you just to release your own stuff i th- i think i think i think ultimately i would like to be able to bring other artists on and i think the safest thing to do is for me to be the guinea pig and to just and to really work out the 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 workflow like mm-hmm. uh and and use myself as an example <clears throat> learn what works and what doesn't and um and drop a few projects you know just by myself and then probably um in 22 start thinking about um bringing on other artists there's there's i mean there the the a few of the rappers that i have been working with um a few years ago now they've got their own little operations going and so but it would be great to do uh, to do a project. It'd be great to give a platform to artists who I know are are under appreciated, but very very dope. So I would so there's so many of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's it's, so it's, many of those. It's so, so amazing with like technology and everything that we have access to nowadays yeah. that our parents didn't even really have access to. That gives us the ability to learn and progress yeah. and experiment and, yeah. and it's really 
really, really awesome. It's like, really, if you want to learn anything, you have a phone, you have a computer, you have the means, even books, you have the means to, to learn it and kind yeah. of make that dedication to go to the next step. You said eco stage, and that was my first <laughs> rave ever. Oh, really? Uh, here in D.C.? Here, there in D.C. I went, so I went to GW for a year. You did? Okay. And, I went to AU. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, awesome. That's amazing. I had Word. friends at American University, American University, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. I had friends there. I had friends at uh, West Virginia, Virginia. Oh, nice. it was. It was, I did the college thing for a year. I went for international affairs in Russian <laughs> and I thought I was going to work in DC and I thought I was going to grow up and be political. And then yeah. I said, you know, why can't you do music for a living? Like, right. why can't you do what you love to do? Cause in my mind I was like, yeah. Oh, like it's, it's time to grow up. You know, it's time to go do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I tried it and I did it and I said, you know, I'm still writing music and I'm still doing this, like, why don't you try and go do that? So I transferred to yeah. a trade school and I finished there and I got my degree in audio engineering and I'm happy as nice. a bee, but, but yes, DC was my home for about a year <laughs> and a half. And yeah. I saw, gosh, I don't even remember who it was. Oh gosh. <laughs> the man who may not be named Mr. Datsik is who oh. I saw. Yes, that, that, that's it was that's it was Mr. Echo stage for a while. So, yeah, yeah. so that's who I saw. But it was a massive lineup. It was like that's it and three other huge guys. I think it was like yeah. Eptic and someone else and someone else. And yeah. I just remember going there and I was like, I'm at a festival right now. This isn't a club. <laughs> this is no. a festival. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw Chami there and and very, very amazing venue i mean there's yeah. a reason why it's number one not only yeah, for yeah, its yeah. size but it's just it's a very cool atmosphere for sure are, so where are you at up there where do you live oh okay so i live in a i live i'm in the dc metro area so oh that's like i had no idea you were in dc yeah 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 so it's pretty pretty fucking yeah. crazy up here right now, yeah. But I'm oh I'm about thirty minutes outside of the Sydney, so it's not as I'm okay. not in I'm not in ground zero. But but we've been shooting this video for my project, and yeah. um um I've had to go in and and pick up the director, and he lives a block away from where everything was everything happening. So we yeah, oh, so we so we've had to postpone things, and you know, et cetera. Like yeah. Yeah, on we were on we were supposed to shoot on January sixth, and I was supposed to go oh. get him, and then and then it was like, wait, he so was like, wait, I remember I going on, yeah, yeah, I think not. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad you're safe, thank and, you, and yeah, your family's safe and all yeah, of that stuff. You. I have friends up there as well, yeah, and and you know, it's it's a weird time. It's yeah. um, it's it's kind of like reflecting that I feel like it was a long time coming and something yeah, that was developing and it just hit the peak and it was like, yeah. here's everything that everybody was ignoring for the last three decades. Yeah. That's yeah. just going to kind of hit you in the face. Yeah. I hope tomorrow at 12 o'clock that things will <laughs> maybe kind of sort of uh, make us feel a little bit better in a sense, but, I think they will. but, I mean, I hate to like open this can of worms because I could never put myself in your position, but sure. like, how is it, how has it been seeing all of this really come to light in the mm. last year? Mm. And, and I commend 
you for not only being a light in our community and an example for everybody to, you know, keep on pushing forward. And, and it's kind of, you look at, at, you, you look at this whole issue and concept and it's kind of like the time never runs out. There's never yeah. a timer on something like this. And, yeah. and the progression that we make towards co-unity mm. is, is a very long marathon to run. Yeah, definitely. And, and, I am so, so sad and regretful and unfortunate that of everything that has happened in this past year, but I also feel like it's brought to light things that were being pushed aside yeah. continuously and continuously. And um, just like in your community, how are you guys doing? Are you guys doing okay? Yeah, we're, I mean, it's, it's, I think if you ask, I think you, you'll get a different answer depending on, depending on who you ask. For me, um, um, for me, I saw, I saw four years ago, I saw what was, what was starting to happen mm-hmm. as an, as a symptom of words and, and, and feelings and, and attitudes that were, that have been unsaid for a long time and you know i think that people um people had deep-seated feelings you know across across the board and there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of racism and inequality that you know is just a part of american society Mm -hmm. and um but i and i think that there are people who would like to to keep it that way but it but the 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 environment wasn't conducive for those type of people to express themselves but then the environment became more conducive for people to start saying all kinds of shit and being all kinds of ways but i mean i'd rather i i, I kind of felt like i'd rather people just say what they say and, and 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 be how they say what you really feel you know then 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 pretend and then to hide what I think was remarkable also was was were the words "Black Lives Matter" no longer becoming controversial, but uh, something that everybody could understand. Finally, you know, I released a song called "I Can't Breathe" five years ago, and um, um, and I re-released it after the death of um, Eric Garner, and um, and. No, well, I released it from from the 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 the, the death of Eric Garner five years ago, and I re-released yeah. it after the death of George Floyd. George Floyd, yeah. And um, um, and I don't know. That was you know, my dad is uh is uh, my dad is from Ghana in West Africa, and he wow. he was saying that you know the way that black people have been treated in this country always made it. He always maintained his Ghanaian citizenship, like he'd always like renew his passport or whatever but still uh, just as as like a silent protest you know but after seeing um people of all races come together to in the support of black lives matter as a movement you know he was like i really feel like i can become an american citizen now so it's so there were many positives uh but then also um just a lot of crazy shit as well so i think that history trends towards the ultimate good of humanity 
if you look at the longest, the long arcs of it, yep. you know, instead of the short, bad yeah. pumps. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'm always hopeful that human beings will will continue to work hard towards getting their acts together. I mean, I've experienced one of the things that is very hard to explain to people who haven't experienced um, subtle racism mm-hmm. or, or institutionalized racism, you know, as 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 a as a black person in, in electronic music. You know, that's definitely something that I have experienced a lot. And it's, you like many others who who I have talked to. Yeah. yeah. You know, just pe- whether it's people treating you like you don't belong um, or seeing you as uh, as a threat or an outsider or making just making like microaggressive comments and shit and, and you know or just yeah just just kind of kind of seeing the racist undertones of label policies and things like that you know yep. it's um it's definitely you know I, in 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 talking with like with with John, you know, with Twelfth and and uh, and Armani Rain and a bunch of other of the of the black artists in electronic music, you know, that all, all we all share similar experiences, mm-hmm. and it 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 takes it takes you remembering that you know I'm here for the music, you know, I'm here for the and for the wider community, yeah. you know, like the 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 culture of the music and the and the and the connection with the people is the most important thing. So, you know, I'm not going to allow ignorance to get in the way of that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like a long answer to your short question. No, no, that was amazing. (laughs) I didn't want to interrupt you. I literally, I was like tearing up just a little bit. I was like that close, but, but it's, it's, it's not about the people who control the industry. It's about the people who listen to the music and and able to, it takes a very, strong soul and mentality because I've seen a lot of, again, I have never even been close to gone through what yourself and other people of color have had to go through oppression wise, you know, even in our industry. But as a woman in our industry, I have gone through things. Mm. I want to say that are semi relatable to the things that you have gone through because the ratio of women to predominantly, you know, white males as the ratio of artists that are people of color to white males running our industry. A lot of people either for their own, a lot of times it's their own personal insecurities that kind of come out and show in the way that they act. They're very hesitant to change. And I think change brings progression. And, and Again, it's something that has to be approached long-winded, marathon-wise, instead of a sprint. But unfortunately, fortunately, you know, our industry is in a great place compared to where it was at 30 years ago, 40 years ago. But we have a long, 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 long way to go. And I can't wait to see what our industry looks at when I'm 50 years old, when I'm 60 years old. And And it's little mile markers and you can choose to, you know, look at the situation and, and be upset or, or angry towards situations where you were, you know, looked down upon or lost an opportunity because how you look or the position you're sitting in or the gender you are, or you can choose to rise above it and say, you know, 
this is what's going to make me better. And that's why I feel like we have some of the best artists in our industry are people of color and some of the most hardworking people I know in our industry are women. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's something that I wish more people talked about. I.e. why I started the fucking podcast because, <laughs> because it's like the more that I feel like people are, everybody's scared to like step on toes. Yeah. And, yeah you know, yeah, it's, sure. it's always, and that's what I was talking to Bandles about the other day is like, you know, our content that we create as artists is us sitting in a room in a creative space for, you know, X amount of months writing an album, X amount of years writing an album, an EP, a song. Yeah. And, and the way that our society has progressed with social media, it's like now you have to be an artist and you have to be a TikToker and a real maker. Yeah. And don't forget about the press photos and the daily funny tweets yeah. or, or you're not going to make it because everybody wants the same amount of content the same way. And it's making all of these projects kind of mesh together. Therefore, all of the songs are sounding the same. All yeah. of the things are following the same structure and the listenability that you talked about in the beginning with our track, yeah. you know, the revisit, the re-listen, it's something that will be relevant forever. I yeah. guarantee you anytime somebody listens to it, they could yeah. be going through some personal shit in their life where it's like, damn, I really needed to hear that. And, and there's something very special in that. And I think the more people can stop worrying about stepping on toes and thinking about what other people think, which I get it. It's so hard. I go through it all the time. I'm sure yeah, you go through it too. Definitely. I mean, we're basically putting ourselves on a pedestal, making scary, distorted noises <laughs> people to judge us and love us. And, yeah. and you know, posting pictures and posting political thoughts, man. I, when I started to post political shit, I lost 500 followers overnight wow. and I was like, all right, bye. Like, <laughs> I don't want, like, I don't want you in the community that I'm building. Yeah. I rather have just like my circle of friends. I yeah. rather have a small tight knit group of friends that I can really be like, you're honest with me. I'm honest with you. Yeah. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. And that's what I want in my community that I'm building. And that's what you already have in your community that you're building. Some of the yeah. comments on when I announced I had a song with you, they're like, yeah. Ornai is the fucking man, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, he is. Oh, but, that's awesome. No, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's so weird. Like, like in 10 years, people are going to read about this in textbooks and they're going to, yeah, read yeah, about yeah. It. And, and I it's, know it's, it's sad that we had, the pause in our life and the shift in our life and change is so scary and it sucks that that there were financial burdens and other yeah. bur economic burdens and and losing family members and and it's a mess but like we're here and we're living through it and we're still yeah. alive and we're still breathing and and we're gonna make it to the other side i think yeah. we're gonna you know we're and when oh, we for sure. to the other side i can tell you right now that a lot of fucking people have had wake up calls in this bout yeah. of time where when you take them out of their daily routine, it scares the shit out of them. Like it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But then you say, okay, like, why am I not comfortable being alone with myself? Why mm. am I not comfortable, you know, taking a deep breath and turning off the phone, taking a deep breath and reading a book. And, and the first way to get over that kind of stuff is by looking it straight in the eye and saying, okay, there's a bit of an issue. How do we get past this? Yeah. And and I think the appreciation for life and food and our family and our friends and music festivals and shows yeah. has gotten 
is getting and has gotten a lot greater than it used to be. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, so so I'm I'm very intrigued to see the way that life will be after we are over this. And I understand it's not we're not going to go oh back to normal, da, 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 da. <laughs> but there will come a time where you know three fourths of our population will probably still wear masks wherever they go, but yeah. things will open up. Things will yeah, open up yeah, just yeah. like any you know any society will, and yeah. and we'll get back to normal. And you know. It's um, it's going to be interesting and I'm definitely excited for it. And I'm excited for these new labels like yourself. I see a yeah. lot of artists starting labels, which yeah. is fucking tight because you, you have like fucking millions and billions of streams <laughs> and you yourself know how shitty the payout is on streams <laughs> for yeah, music. For sure. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's sad because a lot of people I think don't realize until it's potentially too late or they've made a mistake that this is a business. Yeah. And, and there's a reason why businessmen run this industry that have yeah. no caretake for art and the craft yeah, itself. Yeah, whatsoever, yeah. And, and I want to hope that this starts to inspire a time where these artists-based labels yeah. kind of grow and then we can start to see artists stepping in positions at these huge distribution platforms. Yeah. Because if anything, this has taught us that the music we make should be more valuable than making less than minimum wage. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. you know? Yeah. And it's and it's like think about how many people listen to music for like yeah. every emotion to get yeah. them through stuff. I've cried the most I've ever cried alone yeah. listening to music and it's gotten yeah. me through it, you know? So so it's just like it, it's something that should be I feel like the the artist and the actual music should be praised a lot more than the social media content. Yeah, for that's sure. That's where I feel like it's been like lost. Yeah. Because the content is here. And if you don't maintain the output of consistent content, yeah. no one's going to listen to the stuff that really matters. Yeah. And it needs to switch. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> I mean, it's, switch. <laughs> it's true, though. Cause I mean, then because even, even the, even when you're hitting them with like bomb content and then, then you're fine. Then you hit them like with a week of bomb content and then you finally are just like, okay, now here, listen to my song. Then that's like, that's some, a lot of times that's the post that's like, not like not doing well, not doing well because yeah. it's like, because you're, you're, you're asking them for something now. So I'm, I don't, you know, it's, it's tricky. And that's like, it's like, I've worked so hard on this, um, um, on this project, you know, and so it's like, damn, I really, really want this to do well. And years kinda, of work. I, yeah, for years. sure. You know, and so like, I think, but I, I don't think that there, I don't, I wasn't going to wait around for like another label to sign it. You know what I mean? I think that I'm just, that I just have the ability to, to, to put this out. And so like, I kind of am, am trying to, I'm trying to have like, great expectations but like very like sort of localized execution like i'm just like you know i just want to i i want to connect deeply with the people whom this connects deeply for if that is if that doesn't do the same amount of numbers as like a like a trap record i did on tribal or like 
you know, uh, so, uh, like a, a, a dubstep record I did with Spag or something like that, but it connects deeply with this like core group of people, then I know that like we can just continue to build it out, you know? Absolutely. So that's, I think it's, I think the risk that I am, a, that I'm a little, cause I'm, cause you're, cause I, you know, I'm used to doing a certain amount of numbers just because yeah. of, because I'm, you know, label releases, the et cetera. You work with. Like, yeah, yeah. All, all that type of stuff. So this is like really, you know, z- zeroing it back in to, to just me and like this community. And so it's like, you know, I don't, I, it's, I don't have like, a listenership that I can take for granted. So it's like, I just, whatever I'm doing on social media, all of this stuff is just, I just want it to be meaningful and for it to make a meaningful connection with people and for it to like sort of grow organically in that, in that way. So on the one hand, it's a little scary, but on the other hand, I, it's like this, I know this is like, this is the way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just kind of like looking at the longevity wise too. It's like off the bat releasing with like a huge label or a more established label may get you those immediate numbers. But on the back end, it's like, was it really worth it? Because four days later, they're going to be putting out another EP. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, they've got this whole demographic that follows them and it's just, Kind of like with what we were saying with the content and the actual music is like, I feel like the reason why our music posts don't get the interaction or engagement we would hope for it to get, even if we put a whole plan ahead of it, is because there's just so much on the internet and there's so much to scroll through. So it's like, even if you see something and you're like, oh, I could click that link or I could just see what everybody else is up to. And it's like you're competing with the content of pictures and copy pasta and this and this and that. And I totally believe that the way that you're doing it is the right way to do it. I have my own intentions of starting a label in probably like three to four years, because I think that's just really the longevity way to do it. And, and it's also in the back of my head is kind of like with all of this toxicity happening on social media nowadays, And, you know, the, the cancellation and this and this and that. Yeah. Let me put a disclaimer out there. If, you know, if you are a sexual predator, sexual assaulter, yeah. have had any of those things happen, you should absolutely not have a place in this scene. For it is sure. not. It is not okay. But to disagree with somebody's political opinion or the way right. they choose to live their life yeah. and to try and cancel them for it, I don't yeah. really think is okay. <clears throat> no, and, I don't think and, that's cool either. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that it's just, it's, it's something that I hope with everything opening up that we start to get away from. Yeah. And, and I know it cool lines with everything going on today and, and the lack of jobs and the lack of this and the lack of yeah, that. Yeah. But, but a lot of those people that kind of want to cancel you, whether they're mad at the world or mad at their own life or their own situation you know they've never spent a dollar to support you as an artist right and then here they are trying to take away you know your livelihood that you right. worked 10 plus years for yeah. whereas with you releasing on a label you have this it may be a smaller audience but you have yeah. this audience that is buying your music is going to yeah. buy your merch is going to go to your shows and support yeah. you and, and having a, a lesser amount of people go out of the way because it's something they want to do yeah, is exactly. debatably much better than 
paying for plays, paying for playlisting, yeah. likes, getting a ton of lights off photo, da 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 da. And that's just my personal opinion. No, I totally game. agree. Yeah, it's a, it's the long game. Yeah, and I think that I I think I've been I've been a, a proponent of the long game for as long as I've been in it, and um and there's a lot of like start and start over and. Um, and adjust and all of that, but it's still this long arc, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, um, um, I think just like you were talking about also, like with what I'm, when you, with like you being a teacher of, of other people along different lines, you know, I'm, 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 I'm still teaching and, uh, in terms of mindfulness and meditation, I, I, I wrote, you know, a children's book and I'm, I'm working on another one. And I think what this has, this quarantine situation has done also is just like, helped me to expand my sense of who I am as a creative, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and who, and just, and just, and I used to kind of compartmentalize like, well, this is my artist life. This is my meditation sort of wellness life. And this is, but it's really like once like that singular concept of you are enough, that's what I want to express through everything that I do. So it's like, you know, as I, I, I am, I am living my, life statement like through my art through through just through my work you know what i mean it just becomes your your life's work you know i I was at i was at a festival and there was a artist some somebody was like asking me for advice and i was like well just figure out what it is that you really want the feeling that you want to leave with people you know what do you want people to come away with when they experience you and then and when you have that kind of idea in your mind then no matter what you do, just do that. Just give 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 people that experience, whether you're talking to them, whether you're making music, whether it's posting on the internet, whatever it is, just give them what you want them to receive at all times and you know, your work your work will be done. You know what I'm saying? So And yeah. I think that's something that that's amazing. And I and I think it's something that people can take even a step further and mm. apply it to their own life. You yeah, know, for sure. when you're having conversations with other people, whether it's over the Internet or in person, you know, what do you want to leave with them? Like, mm. what do you want them to walk away from the conversation feeling, yeah. thinking and and yeah. having those intentions? And I think you do that so well with your music. And of course, it's been crafted over time. Of course, you're a very seasoned artist. You've done it <laughs> as a you. full time career. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people, I think especially in this genre, and I'm sure in other genres, I'm just not personally experienced in other genres. Sure. Um, it's more about the, the short game in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, How yeah. can I get here to here on the festival circuit in as little as a time as possible instead of thinking about the long term and like, this is your life. Like, yeah. like it isn't a hobby. And I think it's so cool because, like, you know, younger kids, like people my age, you know, we all get into this and we're like, let's go. And it feels like a dream because you're like, I'm not working. Like this is my like dream. This is my (laughs) fucking like passion. But at one point you have to be like, okay, but this is my career. And if you want to do this for a career and not stop by the time you're in your late twenties, early thirties, you have to build and you have to build bricks and you got to build the bricks one on top of the other. And there's going to be, a hurricane at one point that knocks it down yeah. and you're going to have to build it again. And I think overcoming those things and really 
everybody has their own journey and it's so easy to compare yourself to another person in your shoe. Like you have no idea what their perspective is and what their past is like and you know, what they're doing day to day. So it's like you can only, the second that you can put your blinders on and realize that it's you against you and the only one that's gonna get you where you need to go and you're gonna meet people along the way that help you get to the next step that might not be the right match and you go on to somebody else that matches your vision, okay but you have to have that like confinement within yourself that that self-diligence of like this is my journey and just because i'm not where i need to be doesn't mean i'm not going to get there because you're the only one that's going to let yourself get canceled over a stupid twitter war or let yourself you know (laughs) or let yourself get canceled because something bad happened at a show or x y and z and and it's like looking at the big picture again it's like i'm bigger than this right I, like this is one very small bump in the yeah. road of my life yeah and and i don't know i feel like i have just such a different outlook on a lot of things because of quarantine and because of like having to sit here and being like okay we all have such an amazing skill set in what we do. Yeah. We really only apply it to this much, you know? Yeah. We really only use this much. And then it's like you writing the children's book or me teaching lessons or me doing right. this production work for independent films. And it's like, you have this huge toolbox and there's so much more you can do than just DJ and just yeah. produce. And, <laughs> and, and it's cool. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely been rough, but a lot of my personal friends have made huge kind of gains in this time mentally and yeah, definitely. creative wise. And I think yeah. a lot of people are thinking a lot cleaner. I know yeah. a lot of friends who had substance problems, alcoholic problems that yeah. no longer have them because, yeah. you know, they went, but then the other side too, it's like, at what cost do we, do we measure, you know, our society shutting down with people who have gone into a state of depression with people yeah, for sure turn of getting sober because they were partying all the time yeah kind of turn to alcohol and substances yeah. to, to make themselves feel better and yeah. and i don't know it's we're in like such a weird time it is a weird thing it, but it's so weird it is it is a super weird time i mean i definitely you know as 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 much as i i mean i talk about on my single like um like the, the the single in this moment so like there's so many different parts of that single that like kind of touch on what we've been talking about like the hook itself is like look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you have is this moment that's the only thing that's real oh, and, and uh all over <laughs> head to toe. and um i uh thank you and so but the the in the first line, in the first verse, there's there's a line that says, um, I fell in love with cocaine. It's a flirt. Search for the feeling, escaping the hurt. Mix it with Tito's. Don't mix it with needles. I'm wet like a fish and I'm high like an eagle. Becoming the villain, supplying my ego. One moment the hero, the next one I'm evil. I don't know who I am half of the time. Let it all go. If I black out, it's fine. I'm sick of dealing with life. It's a chore. Really don't want to feel nothing no more. Do it from sundown to sundown again. Bracing myself for the come down again, hating myself in the come down again, wait for the party to come round again. I know my teacher would be disappointed. All of the training he gave me was pointless, but even though right now I feel like I'm worthless, I'm gonna just look at my mind and observe it. And oh, uh, <laughs> my heart, yeah. So, so I definitely, so you know, I mean, I in 
I know that like my overall um, expressions on you know in general are about positivity, but it's de- but definitely like found myself in that uh, in that tough spot with uh, with you know with drugs and alcohol for sure, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, like I start, a lot of people in our industry. Yeah, for, I mean, it just happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, how else are you going to stay up and and network at the after party? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm saying? And make so, the flight at six a.m. in the, the morning. At, and, yo, yeah, you're not going to go to sleep. You know, yeah. some that type of shit. But I, I mean, it's there's a there. You know, if you can end, if you can end up turning turning your, uh, like Carrie Fisher said, take your broken heart and turn it into art. You know, I mean, what I realized is like I was. There's there was so much like unresolved like pain and and just my general social anxiety that like I you know when I walk into a room with a bunch of people even though I'm an extrovert there's like a deep current of introvertedness in me so I am the same way I to, am the same way to get into to, to 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 be able to walk into the room and not have to build up over time I just get in the room and just get fucking trashed you know what I mean and then so that I can start talking you know but then but then who knows what I'm gonna who knows then I'm after the fact I'm like did I say something fucking stupid did I offend somebody did I do something and then you just got all this shit rooming around in your head so I've just really and then and then in the beginning of quarantine like I found myself just you know also just putting the vodka away like a lot, you know, just trying to mitigate against. So I, so it was an opportunity to just take a good look at myself also and just be like, you know, this is, um, it's, this is not healthy, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And so as much as, um, as much as, oh, oh, okay. I guess I have a meeting coming up. I didn't realize. Oh, that. we can we can uh, totally we'll wrap no, it up no, no. in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. As much as so, it's for me. It's important for people to know that, like, even though like I have, I generally have a very positive like outlook and and message that it's there's a lot that I am working through personally as a human being, and and I'm not really able. I, I, my the the last album I put out. Um, on Tribal Trap called 1111. I was able to touch on some of those things as well, but I feel like in a, in a space where everybody's always waiting for the drop, you know, a deeper message like that can kind of get lost. What I love about what we did is that, that the lyrics weren't so dense Mm -hmm. that people could just get them right away. But like, I really like to mess with wordplay and stuff like that. So I, so I really wanted to talk more about my issues with, with, with depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, drugs, alcohol, and how my, and how self-love and my, and my meditation practice helped me come out of all of that. So absolutely, yeah. and I feel like more people relate to that as well. And I yeah. think the only way that you get someone like yourself preaching such a positive message is to go to the dark place and come yeah, out of sure. the dark place and learn and go through that journey. Yeah. And and what I think is amazing about our song is I was listening to a big YouTuber reviewed our song. And, oh, and really? He, yeah, it was really cool. I was sending you the link. I <laughs> nice. was like, I was waiting for it because I knew he was going to do the Disciple compilation. And I was like, this motherfucker. I was like, he's going to throw <laughs> my song in the trash. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, and he loved it. And what he said, which is elaborating on, on your points, is that 
there was like this 4D element that you don't mm. really get in songs where you were talking to the audience and yeah. the audience got what you were saying just like that. But not only was it very sentimental and a message that you normally don't get alongside like bang and drops. Right. It, the fact that the contrast worked very well together yeah. and, and the contrast of taking it from this very almost ambient lo-fi orchestrated progression into rhythm into yeah. big dubstep bro step drop yeah. and and i think it's very very special and i really hope that people not only can just start utilizing vocals more in their electronic yeah. dance tracks because they have to get people live in their like own little world sometimes <laughs> and the producer world is like oh, let me hear that nasty sound design. And oh, yeah. let me like hear the drop and the structure and like, oh, that was a clean ass mix down. But they yeah. don't understand that the regular consumer attaches itself most words. Yeah. And most, yeah. you know, you think about the most memorable EDM songs, you think yeah. about the pre-drop lyrics or you think yeah. about the chorus, the vocal, the hook, right. the bridge. Yeah. And, and I really hope that people can do it with a meaningful message, just as like we did, just as like, yeah. you know, 1111, just as like your new album, yeah. because I think it's just something that not only brings a certain level of like 4D relatability, but yeah. it helps people and it helps people be like, okay, like, let me, wow, like that kind of sounds like me. Like, let yeah. me take a look in. And it's like, that's why we do it. Like we yeah. do make art for ourselves. I mean, I do it for myself too. Yeah, like, for it's sure. It's a great stress reliever. And like, I have to be happy with my own music. Like definitely, definitely I want to say like the audience does come second in my periphery vision of like, if I like a track, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be nervous to put it out. Yeah, I'm going to be nervous about what people say. Like I deal with that all the time about what people are thinking about me. But like, number one is making sure that I'm happy with it. Yeah, and and me and the collaborators and whatever are, are very happy with the product. And, and I think it's just a way that once you're able to do that, you realize that no matter what you put out, if you fully believe in it and you're happy as hell with it, someone yeah. else will be happy with yeah, it. Yeah, Somebody absolutely. else will find that relatability in it. And I think that's why I do this podcast is because there's like this wall that we hold, especially as DJs, as whatever, yeah. that you never get to hear people speak like this. And, yeah, and it's very it's very cool because like the podcasts are like the new hot thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. people it's it's people are drawn to uncensored things, yeah. things that are not filtered, things that are not cut out, things that are not edited. And and I think it's very special, the space that, you know, we created today for people to listen to. I know they're going to love yeah. it. And, <laughs> and you know, for future people just to come on and talk. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, but I'm so excited for your label. Thank you, you so enough. much. Yes. Yay. So first single is February 5th. February 5th. It's and called In video. This Moment. Music yeah. video shortly after, right? Music video, maybe same day, but definitely within the same week. Yeah, for sure. And my wife's in the video. My son's in the video. Um, yeah, it's really, it's going to be really dope. So we're, 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 I just saw the first cut and we're, and, uh, and I'm really happy with what, with where we're going. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, there'll be, uh, we're going to have, there, there's going to be a lot of content around this. So we'll have, we'll have the video. There'll be like a little short film. There will be a lyric video. There'll be an animated short. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Well, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see. I'm going to link 
your website, your music, thank you, everything thank you. below so people yep. can check it out in the bio. Appreciate thank it. you so much. Born thank you so I, much. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate um, you. And please stream our new song, Wild Style, on yeah. Cycle Roundtable. No doubt. You're Love amazing. working with you, and I can't oh, wait for us to do something again. again. We're absolutely yeah. going to work again. I can't absolutely. wait until I meet you in person one day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much. I hope Thank you, have you a good so one. much. I'm going to stop too. recording. Okay, cool. <laughs>